Welcome to Motherhood Unstressed, a podcast for anyone who wants to let go of stress and anxiety and learn how to be more fully present in life. Each week, I'm speaking with experts in the fields of entrepreneurship, nutrition, mindset, sex, spirituality, and so much more. I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. I'm a writer, a speaker, and an entrepreneur. Through my own struggle to balance the demands of motherhood and life, I discovered that to truly be happy, we need to be present. Your journey to feeling less stressed and more blissfully present in your own life starts right now. Hey guys, in this episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Erin Haskell. You might know her simply as Dr. Erin. She is a doctor of divinity and the host and founder of Good Morning La La Land. She's also a best-selling author and keynote speaker. And in this episode, we talk all about spirituality and aligning with your soul's purpose. And I know that sounds super deep and it is. I mean, it's it's a big topic and it's something that I think a lot of us skate over. We don't necessarily go that deep on a day-to-day basis, especially if you're a busy mom and you're just trying to get through the day and get your kids to school and all of that. Hey, I get it. Believe me. Um, but I think conversations like this are super important because you know, all of a sudden we're at a point in our lives where we might be feeling anxious or depressed and we're not really sure why. And as Dr. Aaron says in the show, to really evolve, to really awaken to your soul's purpose and and why we're really here, you need to go inside, you need to go deep and you need to discover your own personal truths. And so she just offers so many amazing tactics to do that. Uh, from a practical perspective. Um, It's not a lot of ethereal things just being thrown at you. You're really going to get some key ways to do that in your own life, especially as a busy mom. And she's a busy mom too, so she gets it. She can actually talk about this um, because she's lived it. And I think by the end of the episode, you're really going to be awakened to just something greater than us. You know, there's more to life than what we see with our eyes and feel with our hands. There's more to it. And I think if you're listening to this episode, you realize that truth too. So enjoy the episode with Dr. Aaron. And this episode is brought to you by Juve Red Light Therapy. And what is red light therapy? Um, it's something that you're going to be hearing a lot more about in this next coming year. It's There's science backing the benefits of specific red light therapy on your cells, on your mitochondria, and how that affects how your skin looks and feels. And full disclosure, I started learning about red light therapy when I was going through Um, the decision to get my breast implants out. I wanted something that was going to help my scars heal really well. And I kept seeing all these articles on how red light therapy helps with scar reduction and just um, boosting your skin's collagen production so that your skin bounces back and looks, you know, like it is supposed to look and not saggy and sad. Um, So I got into researching about red light therapy. I found this company, Juve, and decided to work with them. And I've been using the product for about two months now, and I love it. I do it every single morning for 10 minutes in the morning. I just sit there in my meditation and I have the light on. And it's one of the most calming and comforting things I do in my day. And I've noticed that my skin is more supple, um, not only around my scars, my scars are healing up so beautifully, but also my face, my chest, anywhere where it hits um, a lot of sun exposure. So it's really amazing, and I highly encourage you to check out Juve and to research on your own the benefits of red light therapy. And if you'd like to go with them and purchase something from Juve, um, I have a link in my bio on Instagram, also on my website, uh, where you can get a discount with my special link. 
Well, hello, Dr. Aaron Haskell. Welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to talk to you about divinity and enlightenment and empowerment, especially for the majority of our listeners who are mothers who may not always feel so empowered. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I think that motherhood is, and parenthood for that matter, is such an important time and can be very stressful. And so it's an honor to be in this conversation with you. Thank you. So why don't we start the typical way by having you give our listeners a little bit of background about you and your origin story and how you became you know, a doctor of divinity, helping celebrities and regular people find their path to enlightenment. Sure. Um, I'm Dr. Aaron. I am the founder and TV host of Good Morning Lawland and Soul Society. I'm also a best-selling author and um, basically work with people one-on-one, primarily reprogramming consciousness, subconscious, and teaching people about universal law and how their consciousness is really creating in the reality of their world. So my story primarily began at the age of 22. I actually had a stillborn son before my son, um, and I was full term, and I was in nursing school, and I found out that he had you know, died inside of me, and I had to go give birth to his body. And it was uh, very traumatizing, to say the least, at that point in time, how you grieve as you take pictures with your dead baby after you've given birth to him. You, you know, uh, you bathe your dead baby, you go home without your dead baby. And the next day I went down to the mortician's house to take some more pictures. I didn't realize, you know, I was just so young and naive. And um, the mortician was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that, you know, your baby has been in formaldehyde for 24 hours. Let me just prepare a room for you. And I had this moment in this cold, dark room where basically I just um, realized that he wasn't his body. His body was still here. He was gone. And I realized that I'm not this body and there's something really bigger going on here. And it set me on a huge track to figure out, you know, my own spiritual nature. I had my son, um, I got pregnant with my son a month to the day later. So I was pregnant forever. And Mm -hmm. so I was kind of flailing through motherhood when he was young. You know, I was, I was knowing there was more to this life. I was trying to seek my own healing, trying to be a mom at the same time. And just having that gap between, knowing the truth, but really living the truth is a big gap. So that's pretty much all. I mean, I, you know, just sought and sought, sought, tried every philosophy, every modality. I've been meditating for, you know, I don't know, 23 years now. And just basically I've come to some real truths that really have helped me heal and have helped me working with, you know, hundreds of of people one-on-one and touching hundreds of thousands of lives. So it's been amazing. That's incredible. That's completely incredible. And I think everyone listening can feel how traumatizing that would be and, and just to, to heal after that as well, because you had a baby. I mean, you, you had a full-term baby. So mm-hmm. at 22, so you're in the throes of pregnancy and then you're a mother shortly after that. Were you seeking during that time or were you just trying to survive motherhood? I was seeking at that time. I didn't know where to go. I was very like anti-religion. My mom kind of uh, being from California was like, oh no, you know, told me all these terrible things about that. And so I didn't want to go there. I didn't know where to go. There wasn't yoga and meditation like there is today. This was some time back. It wasn't as, as trendy as it is now. And I just remember just feeling like, like I kind of knew that we had this ability to to overcome these things, but I just didn't know how. And there were some answers out there and I read every book under the sun and I, and I found that most of the master had done meditation. So I thought, well, at least I can do that. So I set up this kind of meditation in one of my closets 
And I began to meditate, but it was really hard to meditate. I mean, really challenging. I didn't know what I was doing, um, but I stuck with it because I was suffering and just struggling. Like I would pretend to be all good on the outside, but it just was this constant, like this feeling of like this pit in my stomach, like something is not right. I want to go home. You know, like I'm not, like I just wasn't here. I wasn't supposed to, I I felt so divided in this world. Absolutely. That's beautiful. I mean, I think the fact that you stuck with meditation in your closet, it's not something that's easy for you. I don't think it's easy for anyone, honestly. Um, That tells me that something was resonating with you, that something that was telling you that you were on the right path. Is that right? Yeah, I think that we know. I think that anyone that's listening, there's a gut in you that knows what you need to do. And we all know that the answer is always to go within that it may not be easy and we don't even know where that's going exactly. But as the saying goes, know thyself and be set free, basically. And it is true. That, that are, that's a core fundamental truth of awakening. So stick with it for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your core tenets for living an abundant life, for living a happy life? You know, I don't know if you've seen the movie Bird Box. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have. It's a pretty trendy cult movie these days. And I think that movie's so... Um, such a great symbology of life in that if we look out to the world for anything, if we look out to the world for, for our identity, if we look out to the world for joy, for our suffering, for anything, we place our power out in the world, we will go insane. And mm-hmm. the, the point is, is that's true faith is to live and only come back to that place within that's really just the observer that really can never is ceaseless is immortal now that is not the effect of anything going on in this world that only knows abundance only knows innovation and only is love and that is really the core if there's one core thing i think that somehow you've got to tap into that and then you've got to be unshakable and uh you know just being in this world but not of this world and just enjoy it it's a a fabulous game when you get to that point (laughs) I love that. So I'm curious, when did you actually get to that point? You were, you started off struggling, but you were on the path. When did you finally just kind of settle and let your shoulders drop and, mm-hmm. and feel that knowledge and really know that knowledge? It's a great question. It took me years. You know, I was like, okay, I was like living on faith for a long time. Like I know there's going to be something to this thing called meditation and something to all this transformational work. So I started going to a lot of conferences and seminars and reading books and doing different modalities. And then um, I studied everything in shamanism, not medicine, but just traditional pure shamanism. I studied a lot of Greek oracle subconscious processes. And, um, and then I became a spiritual practitioner, a minister and a doctor of divinity. And what I would say, one of the core things that really changed my life, um, a few things, one was the trauma work from subconscious work. So I think that the positive movement of like, just be positive and just focus on what you want is great, but it's really doesn't really work because until you get in and deal with what's making you sad, it just is kind of like trying to make, you know, a pie out of, of cow poop. You know, like it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't work. So I think that doing the trauma work really helped a lot. And then, um, and then becoming a spiritual practitioner. So when you become a spiritual practitioner, basically it's, it's stating that you are practicing the principles, meaning that you do, you, you always get your mind right. You do always focus on what you do want to create instead of what you don't want to create. You focus on things like never making anyone wrong. There's core spiritual principles that you live by that aren't easy at first. Like don't complain, try that one on, right? right. But once you really embody that and once you make those habits, life gets a ton easier. 
like so much easier. And then understanding how universal law works. And once you understand universal law, life all adds up because universal law basically is how we create and how our consciousness is creating through this, through this law of the universe. It's kind of like, imagine that you have this life and it's like, it has, it's a car and you, and it's a, there's no one ever told you how to drive the car. Like you don't really even know what button or what it even does, right? You know, it's like very confusing. It takes you a long time to figure out how to use that car. But if you had a manual and it's someone that showed you, you could do it a lot faster. And that's kind of like understanding universal law. Universal law teaches us how we're manifesting 24 seven and how we can use the same energy to create abundance or scarcity, depending on how we use it, how we can get in flow and feel so much joy, or we can completely get out of sorts and just feel like nothing is working in our life. And it's really the same use of energy. It's mm-hmm. just how we're directing the energy. Okay. So give us all a huge favor. Teach uh-huh. our listeners how to make that shift, that subconscious shift, so that they can drive the car wherever they want to go. Sure. Yeah. I and mean, I think trauma work, I teach reprogram the subconscious work and I teach what's called the truth triangle. So on one side of the truth triangle, we're basically birthing your truth. We're birthing your truth. And how do we do this? We do this kind of three ways. We birth your true identity or true power. Second way is that we birth your, your passion, your, your unique truth, because there's ultimate truths like energy can never be destroyed. Um, there's relative truths, like what works for you in the realm of, of sleep is going to be different for you than the next person. What works for you in relationship is going to be different than what works for the next person, right? So we first birth your true identity, your power, then we birth your unique truth, and then we birth your purpose and calling. And so how you do this is you get into your subconscious. It takes time to get in there and de-traumatize and neutralize the mental pictures attached with that trauma. We also basically pull back the different identities. All spiritual work is really getting to the true identity. So it's, it's kind of letting go of all those falsities that we've been told through, through the culture, through even our DNA, through everything. And then basically we, we start to get down to your core values and your core commitments and what's there for you. And then finally we get to the purpose and calling. And this is super fun. This is where we transform all the suffering that you've gone through into the triumphs and really know that all of that has not been for, for nothing. You've gone through all, those, all the suffering to come to a divine appointment for you to complete that, heal that, and bring the legacy that you're here to bring into the world. This sounds a lot like soul journeying, like a, a lot of elements of shamanism are coming through. Is that a huge influence in, in what you do now? You know, people ask me that, and, and it all is a, a culmination of all of it. I think truth is truth. You can find truth from everything in the Bible to shamanism to a lot of this, the transformational you know, coaches these days. Like truth is truth, and, and you can... You can test truth, if you will, if you, if you try it and it works, you know, and are these principles that really can be measured and they can. So I'm a true believer that science and spirituality should be one. And I feel like that's happening now. I feel like there is an awakening, a shift happening. um, And it's kind of what you talk about in your book, um, awakening a 40 day guide to unleashing your spiritual power, life's purpose and manifesting your dreams. So talk to us a little bit about that. Mm, thanks so much for bringing that up. Um, okay, so I have to first say that I was at this talk years ago, and it was a mentor of mine, this like 80-something-year-old beautiful woman that just radiates light. And she was giving this great talk at this spiritual center, and it was all about this fear that she had to overcome. And she said, you know, what is the one thing that if you did that one thing, that one thing that you fear so much, 
knowing that if you did that one thing, you knew that you could do anything in life. And for me, it was write a book because I just wasn't a writer, but I knew I had a book in me. So the book itself was um, actually a culmination of a lot of notes that I took over many, many years of doing my own spiritual work. I never planned on writing a book, but all of a sudden I had all this content of all these epiphanies and distinctions that I'd gone through. And then also going through getting my doctorate and everything. I'd taken so many notes and different distinctions of spirituality. And I thought, I need to put this into a book. And I wrote the book for that young 22-year-old girl myself, thinking if I could just have had a book that would have explained how this all works. And that's really what it is. It's a journey. It's a 40-day guide. So it's broken down in, in small little sections. So they're easy to read. They actually, it comes with a digital course of mastermind of master uh, master uh, manifesting Sorry, <laughs> yeah, that too um, and forty guided meditations with it because I wanted it to be something that people could read and it was simple they could pick it up here or there if they want or they can go straight through it and each each day or each chapter is is something you can pick up and not read the other books you could pick it up here and there and just something that would really break down how the universe works and how our consciousness is playing into it. Yeah. And it seems to give you really practical tools. So it's like, oh, you know, a lot of books out there, I feel like you read it and like, oh, that was nice. That was very ethereal. And that sounded nice, but then it doesn't give you anything to actually do. So your book is so different in that way, which I really appreciate. Yeah. At the end of each little section, it has some questions for you to kind of contemplate on and reflect on. And um, thank you for saying that. It was no, a lot of true. work and it's so, it's so amazing to have so many women around the globe reach out about it and you go, it's just so cool. If you're somebody out there, you're listening and you feel like you really want to write a book, I highly recommend it because you, you can touch so many lives and you, you, know, you have them for however long they're reading this book and you really get to instill some truths for people. So it's great talking. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So for all of the mothers listening who feel that yearning, who feel maybe there's a hole in their life and they're not really sure why, I mean, what would you say to them? What, what's the next step that they can take? I think the first thing is just to acknowledge and get that there's nothing wrong with feeling that. In fact, I always think something's wrong with you if you don't feel like that kind of mm. void. You know, like if you're just in this kind of material world and, and you're all, it's like, I, I think you really want to acknowledge the beauty and the blessing of that, that sadness and that void that that's the greatest guru and teacher in you right now, that that's the divine symptoms that's saying, something isn't right and you need to align with and find out this is the the you know the car alarms going off that something's wrong with the engine that's that sign so first acknowledging that and not making that wrong at all and then knowing that you know i've been really into the concept of the three phases of a butterfly you know they first are a caterpillar and they're just kind of the effect of life and they're just kind of going on doing what they do like eating the leaves and just trotting along and then they have to go into this cocoon and they have to really like, what do you think a caterpillar is like? I think I'm going to make a cocoon. I just does it. It doesn't know how it doesn't want. I just like it, it's basically surrenders. It just has to do this thing. And it goes into this cocoon and then it becomes this butterfly, but the butterfly could never be this. We would never revere the butterfly if it hadn't first been the caterpillar. It would just be a butterfly. We wouldn't think of how miraculous it is, right? So whatever it is that anyone's going through, if you're listening in right now, whatever you're going through, your, your suffering is going to be your greatest gift because we look to the experts. We look to those masters out there and they're never masters if they hadn't overcome something. So be really thankful for the suffering you're going through because this is going to become the greatest blessing of your life. I promise. 
I love that. And again, I feel, I I hear you coming back to that mindset shift. You know, you're going to be going through this life anyway. You might as well shift your mindset in a way that's going to bring the most blessings and the most teachings. And and as moms or parents, like there's, I think it's the greatest gift we can give to our children that we're really, when we're healing ourselves, we're actually healing our lineage. So even science is finding through epigenetics and through different memory within the construct of our DNA and our chromosomes that we can turn things on or off depending on our emotional state. And there's emotions that stay in the memory of ourselves. And so when we heal ourselves, we're literally healing generations past and we're giving the potential of freedom for our children they want nothing more just like we want our children to be happy they want us to be happy that's the greatest gift we can give them absolutely and as a mother of two young boys i know that they're always watching i mean your son's a little bit older but mm-hmm. i mean when you were going through all of your changes did you sense that he was watching everything that was oh, going gosh, on and he the was hard- changing yes. <laughs> the hardest thing ever i remember being in a dysfunctional relationship um his father and i had gotten divorced when he was 2 and um and I had a dysfunctional relationship. And I remember just the, the hardest part and the worst part of all of it was, you know, just seeing him and realizing he was witnessing all of this. And mm-hmm. I just thought, I have to heal. Like, mm-hmm. this is the, you know, terrible to see, have my son witness this. And now that I have healed and now that I'm, you know, becoming really the woman that I've always desired to be and I'm so proud of myself, my son can look at me and I, I had to go to my son and go, I'm so sorry that it wasn't so conscious when you were little. I'm so sorry for anything that I put you through. And he goes, it's so cool, mom, because I, I see you. I see where you were and how far you've come. And he's like, I'm so proud of you, you know? And that's, that just makes it all so worth it, right? Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love it. So, um, what is the biggest takeaway that you want to leave with our listeners today? I would say just go within, no matter if that's through meditation, if that's through contemplation, if that's going to find yoga, if that's going into mother nature and just being with yourself, whatever that is, you've got to go inside somehow. No one can do it for you. No one can do it for you. People can teach you the distinctions of that, but the reality is that you have to do that. And there's no way to the other side, but through there. Mm-hmm. And, and you're either going to do it now or life's going to demand you to do it and have you surrender. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's the, that's the only answer. The only answer is to go within. Do you think anyone skates through life, not going through something, not evolving? I think that there's a lot of people that have come to this lifetime just to have a relative experience. Not everybody wants to, you know, find enlightenment or find whatever. And the reality is it's all perfect. They're going through exactly what they need to go through to learn the, you know, relative experience that they need to do. And the thing is, we're all one consciousness. Mm -hmm. So we all evolve. When one of us evolves, we all evolve. And when one of us goes down, we experience more darkness. So I don't Mm -hmm. think we're ever going to like reach some just enlightened state on this planet or not. I, I just don't. I, that's my own opinion. We're in a relative vortex here and it's always going to be a relative vortex. We're going to have heaven and hell always for eternity. I think you're right. Okay. So I do have some rapid fire questions that I always Mm -hmm. end with if you're ready. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. A spiritual life is. Spiritual life is the perspective and knowingness that everything is, comes from spirit. Mm, I like that. The world needs. The world only needs one thing and it's just you, the greatest version of you. Mm. I'm grateful for 
every drop of everything, the suffering, the beauty, all of it. Mm. And last question. What's one thing that you've learned in life that you wish someone would have told you earlier on? Oh, that's a good one. What was one thing that I wish I knew that someone told me earlier? Um, I think to teach somebody about flow, to teach flow as far as in success in life and like that hustle. It's not really a hustle. There's an energetic flow that is like this, this, this vortex that you can go into that no one really ever talks about. When you are really highly successful, you have a level of energy output that, you, that is something that people don't ever talk about. I think it's something that we need to talk about more and more to have people understand of getting in that. Well, we're doing it right now. I love it. <laughs> um, and so how can people find out more about you and where can they get your book? Oh, thank you so much. So they can go to all social media is drerin.tv, which is D-R-E-R-I-N.tv. And um, they can also find soulciety.com, which is my, my online and offline membership group of all spiritual leaders and spiritual community, empowering people in the realm of um, enlightenment, empowerment, and soul entrepreneurship. And then the book is on Amazon. It's also at, you can get the digital course, free digital course and 40 guided meditations at aaronfallhaskell.com forward slash awakening book. You can also just direct message me on Instagram and I'll send you the link. So simple. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I loved this interview. I feel like it flew by, but um, I know our listeners are going to get so much out of it. So thank, thank you so much for all your work and all the moms out there. I know it's, it's, a, it's a big job for moms and dads. Parenting is something that is, it's, it's probably the hardest job on this planet because it takes a lot of work and a lot of sacrifice. Thank you for all that you guys are doing. And thank you so much for evolving your consciousness. It's the most important thing you can do as a parent. Mm, I love that. Thank you, Dr. Aaron. Yeah, thanks so much. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with Dr. Aaron. I am so grateful that you're here. And if you are new to the show, you have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Uh, you can find me on Instagram under Motherhood Unstressed, and I would love to see um, what you thought of the show. Just tag me in your story, screenshot um, it playing on Apple iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, and tag me at Motherhood Unstressed, and tell me what you liked about the show. I love feedback. And if you didn't like the show, give me that feedback too, because it's all good in the end. Um, also, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It does so much for the show and share it with a friend. If you think a friend, um, has gone through something, um, and would benefit from hearing Dr. Erin and, and the advice that she shares, just share it with them. That's how we get the word out. That's how the show becomes more well-known and grows and it's all due to you. And I'm just so appreciative of it. I truly am. Have a great day.